1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Uh, there's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Franklin. Franklin, the consultation is always free at TruckWreck.com. How about this chart here? How often running backs had to run against eight-plus defenders in the box and their overall yards per carry in uh, 2022? This is at Sumer Sports, at Sumer, S-U-M-E-R, uh, sports pretty smart guy there um and uh some pretty cool stuff here for the cowboys like for example uh the cowboys faced so-called loaded boxes about average in the nfl about uh 22 and a half percent of the time uh tony pollard 5.3 yards per attempt and uh, let me see if i can find uh, zeke here About 3.7 yards per attempt. The absolute best guys in the NFL at doing this, Corderell Patterson, uh, Nick Chubb, Deontay Foreman, who's going to be a free agent. Okay, he he faced loaded boxes damn near 40% of the time and was nearly five yards per attempt. So there's a, you know, there's a couple of free agents out there that are, are in the upper echelon of that individual stat. And I'd say that's what you need to do in, in today's NFL. If you can continue to run after you've made them come after you, those are the guys that I'm looking at as, okay, maybe these guys are difference makers. And maybe that's what the Cowboys are looking at. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Eight plus, and we're getting over five yards per carry when mm-hmm. Tony's in these situations. And I
3: love this chart. I'm looking at it right now, and you can see names of guys that are on rookie contracts getting it done. I mean, Khalil Herbert, uh, Tyler Al- 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 Algier, Tyler Algier, yeah, Algier. Algiers. Algiers, Travis Etienne. Um, Was Pollard. he
4: BYU? Tyler Algier, uh, yeah, BYU sounds. Okay, right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that you. does sound right. But I mean, he would, and he was an underrated guy last yeah. year, mid round pick.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, Pacheco, Jeff Wilson. Uh, I think Miles Sanders is on a on a rookie deal too with the Eagles. Yeah, right? he's about to be yeah. a free agent. So mm-hmm. I mean, these are all guys that are making pennies on
2: the dollar that yes, were were really really good. Yeah, a number of guys uh, there. So, yeah, I guess that is like good validation if you're a pro Tony Pollard guy like, hey, but look at this. Look what he's able to do because he's so quick and has the great vision and he's, he's difficult to bring down despite his low weight. You know, there there are ways that this could work out as disappointing as it might be to be, uh, you know, in the business of doing second contracts with running backs. Now, David Moore in the Morning News posted this story four reasons why the Cowboys should tag Tony Pollard. Here's some more. I, I think this goes under chicken soup for your Cowboys soul at this point, because all signs are pointing to it's going to happen, right? There's, is there any reason to believe, Brian, the Cowboys are going to back out of this? Everybody's reporting it like it's going to happen.
0: Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, th- that's... Like I can say I'm kind of in that wait and see mode on that. Okay, okay, I, I'm going to be on the wait and see on that one.
2: Now, David Moore's story does assume a couple of things. Uh, uh, number one, that you're going to use the tag, and yeah. because his first reason is it's cheaper than Dalton Schultz, ten million compared to what would be thirteen million dollars for the tight end tag. So, if you are going to do it, it's cheaper to do it with the running back. Uh, number two, signing a long second contract is risky. They just went through it with Ezekiel Elliott. The offense needs big plays. And that's the biggest one for me as I'm evaluating. Like this, what Tony Pollard brings that you might not be able to replace—that house call ability, you know—and that's the one thing where I'm like, man, you know, if if you really feel like Tony Pollard's not going to be able, or you're not going to be able to get those kinds of big plays, you know, and it's only a franchise tag; it's not a long-term extension. It's definitely more stomachable, and then just depth—they just don't have. NFL-quality runners right now, and at this point, you need two of them. Maybe you could find one, you know, NFL-quality guys if you're not looking to, to spend uh, premium resources. Could you find two? And especially with the history of this franchise's inability, right? What are their hits? DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tony Pollard. Over an 11-year period, they have found three running backs that they have brought into this team that could actually be a factor for you. Unless you count Darren McFadden, who was you know kind of a volume carry type of dude. Yeah, and part of Karin those numbers
3: Barber. part of those numbers being the way they are too is because, because you yeah. did invest so much in a guy like Zeke, you know, that it's like okay, we're not going to spend great resources on a backup here. They just ran him into the ground. Like if you didn't have Zeke, maybe you you you're you're shooting shots at running backs at a little bit more frequent spot and maybe you land on a couple of more, but I definitely hear what you're saying, but my gosh, dude, it seems like everybody across the league is able to relatively easily and cheaply find productive players. And it doesn't mean you're going to get exactly Tony Pollard, but are you going to get close to Tony Pollard for very, very little
2: uh, in terms of draft capital or money uh, spending? Like, yeah, you're probably going to be able to do that. Even uh, even Jeffrey Mitchell, you know, and he was traded from San Francisco to Miami, right? Oh, he, Jeffrey Wilson? Wilson? Jeffrey Wilson, yeah. Yeah. He's a
4: free agent again this offseason. And hey. he is one of those guys that was high up there in the the eight-man right. eight boxes. I mean, th- there's so many of them that are free agents. I mean, guys like you mentioned Deontay Foreman, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, who's been really good with the Bears, is going to be out there. There's a lot of guys that you can go and get if you want a guy that you know has been pro- productive in the NFL that you can probably pay less than Tony Pollard, and I just think the Super Bowl is a reflection of this. What team has won the Super Bowl that has paid big money to the running back? And I don't want to just crap on the running back position because I do think you need to have a good running back, but I think it's just been proven that's not a position that you need to put high-level money into when it comes to paying other positions compared to that one yeah. To have a successful football It's the team. easiest
2: position. That and maybe inside linebacker, maybe strong safety to find somebody that can play at an NFL level at replacement level money. 817 asked Malik Davis. I was excited about him in a couple of different points, but in, in the playoff game, I think they told the truth on themselves when they needed something, anything, and and they weren't going to him there in the second half.
0: I'm about to pull a Todd McShay here. Uh-oh. And I, I, I think that we need to dig in a little further. There might have been something about him going into that game. I need to I need to dig a little further on this. Okay. About uh about his availability.
2: Okay. So that and might not have been ability. Yeah. It might well, have been it, a weird thing. Well
0: it might have been something that we've we've I want to I, I want to make sure I say this the right sure. way. There's there is something that was holding him back in that game. Yeah. And I don't think it was a health related A thing. Malcolm
2: Butler type of practice week or something?
0: Something came up. Huh. Something came up and you know and now you've got the running back coach that's off at Tampa and all that. Maybe it might be a little bit easier, but I was hearing some whispers that there had to be some like, uh, you know, Hey, come on, you know, get into it. Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be that guy, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, uh, I'll, I'll do some further research on that as well.
2: 469 Elliott's contract didn't affect the team from building a defense and special teams. Uh, one iota uh, prove me wrong. No, you're right. They do a great job at team building. But, you know, you got to ask yourself if they'd have had that uh, $12 million, could they have kept Amari Cooper or could they have found a different number one wide receiver? Like they're, they're building teams that are good enough to make the playoffs, but it's a collection of small mistakes that end up costing them big, like Jalen Smith and Ezekiel Elliott, there's $20 million of cap space right now. That's 10% of your cap, and 10% of the cap is huge. That could be one really awesome player or a handful of, uh, you know, better-than-replacement-level veterans that you just were not able to add to this team. And you keep getting close but not over the top. But I will say this.
4: From a Cowboys lens, they like to keep their own. They've proven, to the article's point from the morning news, they do this. They're probably bringing back Tony Pollard, whether it's the franchise tag oh, yeah. or they get an extension. They keep their own. He's their own. They drafted him. They developed him. He just had a career year. They've probably fallen in love with him. Most likely, we should prepare ourselves for Tony Pollard to be part of this team next year. You know, I,
0: I just, like I said, this, this whole thing, when I got other guys around the league telling me 50-50 on how they feel, I wonder if the Cowboys really do feel the same way. I wonder if they really do feel like, you know, it's 50-50 on this guy. Well, Because we we talk about, and we've seen everything about him sure. that is so positive, but then everything that we're talking about right now is like, would lead you to believe like, we can move on. You know, we can move on and, and spend that money or or get something else. So I to me, I wonder if the Cowboys, like I say, my buddy at, at another team, he's like, man, it's a great player, but. Yep, here we are. Smart thing to do is move on.
2: Today is uh, day one of the franchise tag window. So at any time, we really uh, could get uh, news on this. And, you know, there I think there are some positives. You know, I, I don't think there's a lot to be found on this show. But if you looked at it like, hey, we need five positions and we're going to spend on one of them. We need premium players. You're like, well, we need corners. We need wide receivers. If you go spend for a premium corner, it's 15 to 20 million. If you go spend for a premium wide receiver, it's 20 to 30 million. You can get a premium running back at 10 million dollars. And if you're cap strapped, okay, we've taken 10 mil off the books. Now we need to find four more players. We have three picks in the first two days of the draft. We need to find money or a a hit in day 3 somehow. But our chances of of totally building this team out become much more difficult if we spend 20 million on that one player instead of the 10 and with this 10 we only have 1 year of risk you know, so I guess that's kind of the glass half full way of looking at what, what, what feels to be an inevitability right now, chief Did I sell you at all.
3: No, I, I just, I can't get oh, like 10, 10 million for a premium player and, and off this injury. I can't confirm to you that he's a premium player anymore. And yeah. it's a shame he had a premium player year. There's no question about that. If he's not injured, this is more of a conversation because you're talking about pre-injury a guy who didn't have the tread on his tires from college all the way through the first three years of his stay with the Cowboys. So it was like, Oh, okay, okay, we can look at this one a little bit different because he's not the average running back that's just been ran into the ground since college. And so, but now with the injury that convolutes things, and I don't want to just look at one thing and say, this is what it is, but we keep going back to, if the end game is to win a Super Bowl, the proof is in the pudding over the last decade plus, you can't spend $10 million on that position. You just can't do it. You're better off spending the money on that corner or that wide receiver. They just, yeah. they they help you win games and important games much more than that running back does.
2: Yeah. Uh, great offensive linemen, corners, wide receivers. I think that, especially because you need all three of those things right now. Like you got Tyler Smith, and if he stays healthy and continues to get better, that's a 12, 15 year player. Um, that you get to hang your hat on. And the ability to protect the quarterback and open up holes is going to be much more predictive of success than a running back who can have success if his offensive line opens up those holes for him. Okay, the, the most interesting man in the history of Cowboys Twitter has done it again, Micah Parsons. A near nonstop fountain of engaging content is, is Micah. Mm-hmm. He's just killing it. Yeah. I think he's really the alpha that sports Twitter needs. Um, strong takes, and if you don't like it, it's on you. And it doesn't really seem yeah. to bother him that much. The only thing that's, that has seemed to bother him is, is is when he's out and about in person socially and it becomes overwhelming, like he can't accomplish his tasks. But um,
0: but he likes being out there. He does. He, yeah, he likes showing up at Penn State wrestling or you know Super Bowl party or hockey game. I mean, he likes being in he the does. mix. He yeah. really does.
2: So this JPA football account uh, tweeted that Lions wide receiver Amara St. Brown is pushing for Jalen Ramsey to come to Detroit if he's released. Jalen, if you can hear this, I know you played with Jared Goff before. Detroit might seem like a landing spot, my guy. Talk to me, talk to me. Micah tweeted, "I'm sorry, no one's going from L.A. to Detroit." <laughs> <laughs> so now he's got Detroit after him, not on their own,
3: not on their own accord. That's yeah. true. Like Jared Goff had to be traded there. Yeah. Okay, he was not just volunteering himself to Detroit. The Cowboys play Detroit next. No, they. No, they don't. No, did they?
0: Do they? No, they don't. Mm. No, wait, they were the yes, Detroit we sneak into, They yes. do. They do play because yes. they're South the second sure place do team. Play the Lions. Second place team. Can I, that I'm be gonna in Detroit? It, Detroit's going to win the NFC North next year.
2: They're coming on strong.
0: Yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers. That Minnesota team. You know, Chicago.
4: Oh, uh, the the Vikings are probably the number one team. You can book it now. Take it to Vegas. They will regress a hundred percent, mm. like Barnwell's mm. article every mm. year. The teams that will regress, the Vikings are going to lead that article.
2: Guaranteed. We got a run, Nation. Uh, When we come back here, uh, baseball stuff, how much have expectations grown inside that Rangers clubhouse? We take you to surprise and give you what they're saying about how much better this team is. That is next here on 105.3 The Fan.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.